0: I'm sick and tired of having to deal with the disappointment of this franchise. When does it stop? And yes, another winter that I can sleep in peace. Coming correct, directed and in full effect. Let's get it. This is the J-Worlds Podcast. Welcome aboard. What is happening, my good people? Greetings. How are you? How's it going? What is the latest and greatest? How's everybody doing out there? Hope everybody's week is going well, another midweek special podcast for you. Here to deliver everything that's happening in the world of sports is none other than yours truly here on the J Reels Podcast. For my first-timers, welcome aboard. And for those who have been with me now for 145 episodes, creeping up to 150, slowly but surely, I welcome you guys back. It's Thursday, July the 16th in the year of our Lord 2020. The J Reels What's the Deal segment. Today, my special guest is a young prodigy who lives in Baltimore, Maryland, If you listen to Mad Dog Radio on Sirius XM, he's a frequent caller of the program. He goes by the name of Jai from Baltimore. But on this podcast, his name is Jai Shields. He has a podcast that he's been performing for the last two years. And he's looking forward to getting into the broadcasting career, which he actually has somewhat lined up and played out right in front of him, as you'll hear in this interview coming up shortly. So I felt it was interesting to bring in Not only a young sports fan on, but someone who's not only very articulate, I found him to be very engaging. For someone who's 18, he seems like he's light years ahead of what he is right now, and kudos to him and his family for bringing him up the way he is, and I'm sure you'll enjoy this conversation that I had with this young, bright fellow. Now, a couple quick notes, full disclosure, I know the audio may seem a little bit low on this, uh, something that I have corrected, so moving forward, you won't have to worry about it. I know you'll hear me loud and clear, and the good thing is I've adjusted volumes and tried to change settings on this, so if he does sound a little low, you may have to pump up the volume a little bit. So my apologies there ahead of time, but that's something I have rectified, so moving forward, you won't have to deal with that. And also, this conversation took place last Friday, so it's already been a few days, and it's one I waited to today to present to you here, as I like to do after my Monday podcast to give you that overview of what's the State of the Union for Sports from my lens now to have my guest on And one young up and coming podcaster He'll describe it and get into it Here throughout the course of this discussion So without further ado everybody Jai from Baltimore Jai Shields will join me And I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did And we'll see you on the back end of this interview On the line I have Jai Shields He is a young aspiring podcaster slash broadcaster and the one thing that I find very intriguing about him, A, he's a big caller and part of the Mad Dog Unleashed uh, family as far as the calls are concerned so we'll definitely get into that but more so him being as a young sports fan and in this day and age where I feel as if a lot of sports fans aren't even as young and into it because there's so many other things to do. I definitely to have him on to get his perspective is none other than Jai Shield. So Jai, my man, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today?
1: Thanks for having me, Jason.
0: Uh, how are you? I'm good. Okay, you been staying safe. Oh yeah, staying safe up here. I'm in New York City, and I know you're down in the uh, in Baltimore, correct? That's correct. All right, Jai. So tell us. I know you're a young aspiring podcaster, like I mentioned from the start, and as well as broadcaster, but. Take us through your childhood As far as your first introduction to sports What was that first moment as a kid That made you just gravitate to sports Was it watching a particular game Was it some something that your family introduced you to uh, Give us a little an idea and a rundown Of uh, the life of the early life Of uh, yourself
2: Well it really began um, I was born For those of you who don't know I'm 18 years old Born in May of 2002 And I was really, from early age, I was very close with my maternal grandmother, my uh, mother's mother. Um, at the time, we lived right around the corner from where she used to live in uh, in Randallstown, which is a suburb outside of the city of, uh, you know, in Baltimore County, outside of Baltimore. And it was a quick, no longer than, like, 10-minute drive from where we used to live. Um, now she lives all the way out in, in, uh, in, in, uh... In, uh cockiesville no um where does she live she it, it misses me but it, she lives further away from us now we've we've since moved since that uh, first original house back 15 plus years ago but back you know back when i was a little kid when i was born um you know we were within a uh, honestly you could walk there in a decent time it'd take you no longer than about 40 minutes to walk back and forth. So, and I was really close with her and my, uh, and my mother at the time, she, uh, she worked downtown at, for, uh, for Verizon, you know, in, uh, downtown Baltimore and my dad worked nights. So my mother was working, not to mention doing online schooling because she wanted to, uh, you know, she wanted to better herself as far as the education piece is concerned. Mm-hmm. And my dad, you know, he took care of us every minute of every day that he could with me, with me, my brother, and my younger sister. But, you know, when he's working nights, he's, he you know, he's very, he's tired during the day. So I spent a lot of time. Around my grandmother, and we and we still do, still have a cl- a close relationship to this day, and that relationship really bonded over her love of sports, mm. particularly the sport of baseball, which uh, which was my first love and my first uh, favorite sport. So so uh, along with the course of the fact that I'm a Marylander, I became an Orioles fan, and she taught me the history and the significance, and she basically developed and uh, guided me to having that supreme
0: love of sports that I do today. Interesting. Uh, It always takes a grandparent because that's what happened with my great-grandfather, not to get into that whole deal, but uh, that's how I got my love for baseball just like you and with the Mets being here in New York. And the other thing I want to ask you is because I noticed in doing a little research that you also like the Bengals, Cincinnati. How did that come about? Well,
2: I mentioned that I'm an Orioles Baseball was my first love and my first original sport, and I'll admit I'll raise my hand that if you were to like, if you were to go through early family albums of me at two and three years old, you'd catch me with Ravens gear on. Okay. But of course, like with many people, when it comes to like, when it comes to religion and all that sort of stuff, you kind of think you kind of think and decide for yourself. So when I started liking, you know, so when I got really into football like I do baseball, and so oh, well, let me get a team. And then uh, of course the Bengals play in the same division as the Ravens, mm-hmm. but I didn't care for, the, but I didn't care for the Ravens because because I simply I was a weird kid. I, I gotta admit I was a weird kid and I didn't care for the color purple. All right. The Pittsburgh Steelers made me sick. And the Cleveland Browns are nothing. The orange and the brown, they they're a losing organization. So I said, you know what? I'm gonna pick the team that, had, that shares the same colors as my favorite baseball team, of the Orioles. Mm. And lo and behold, I picked the Cincinnati Bengals, and I became a Bengals fan two thousand in two thousand seven, and I've been a
0: fan since. And if if I may, I got a quick story I want to share. Do Please. You that- no, absolutely. So. So this was
2: October of 2000 and this was October of 2007, if I'm not mistaken. And my Bengals, of course, were in town to play the Ravens. and that was a game and that was a game where if you look it up Shane Graham, I think made five made five field goals in a game if I'm not mistaken. Um, week, this was week 10 2007. actually it was November 11th, I apologize. Uh, and the Bengals won 21-7, won 21-7. Shane Graham, I think, made five field goals. Yeah, yeah. No, wait. One, two, three, four, five. He made more than five field goals. But you, the whole game was Shane Graham. That's why I remember that game, because our entire scoring was nothing but field goals that entire game. Uh-huh. But And I went to the game with my aunt, who, of course, is a, is a, a big-time Ravens fan. And, and I remember we went to the game, my dad dropped uh, the my aunt is my father you know my father's sister, not you know one of those situations by marriage, but mm. uh and I remember going to the game, saw Shane Graham making the field goals, and the church that I went to at the time our the the senior pastor of that church was also the team chaplain of the Baltimore Ravens and still is. Mm-hmm. Um. So, and he, of course, he has the tickets, and he gave. And mom and my parents, whatever the reason, c- couldn't or didn't want to go, so they gave the tickets to my aunt, and my aunt took me, and we went to the game. And of course, you had the Shane Graham with the field goal situation, and I had. And the only Bengals thing at the time, I had. Uh, and I still have this now. I'm looking at it right here as I'm sitting in my bedroom. It's an old, uh, Bengals Reebok, uh, sideline cap. And I remember I got it autographed after the game by, uh, Rudy Johnson. I think one of the guys that autographed it, uh, Bobby Williams, who I think ended up being an offensive lineman for the Ravens. Ironically. Yeah. Um, and i got and i got basically nearly everyone's signature that i wanted except for a chad except for chad johnson mm-hmm. who i saw walk out the stadium hopping in his uh, sports car and he uh any you know any bounce so i didn't get so similar cuz you know cuz you brought up how i'm a big chris russo fan it's kind of like the same thing with uh, with russo how he tell how he told that story of how he was in the hotel in philadelphia back yep. in the early 60s and he got every Giants autograph except for the big guy Willie Mays I got basically every Bengal autograph except for the big guy at the time Chad Johnson Right. but I mean Chad's made it up for it now because now I'm on Twitter and he's liked and retweeted a couple of tweets of mine so so it's, it's no hard feelings with uh,
0: me and uh, Chad Johnson oh that's good and listen full disclosure I'm a Steeler fan by the way so I know that uh, you talk about your disgust for them but I got news for you I can't stand the Ravens either, so at least if there's one thing that you and I have in common is that we both do not like the purple and black of the Baltimore Ravens, but uh, I'll just yeah, leave it at I, that. I, yeah, every single time we play, the I, we we as in the Bengals play the Ravens. I, I want to beat them. Oh. And, and, and and it made me sick to my stomach when Lamar basically embarrassed us. And, oh, last year. On, on, that's going to be on the loop for the rest of his career. With the spin move, yep. it, makes, it makes me sick. Yeah, the game in Cincinnati. Yeah, I remember that last year, of course. I'm interested to find out, now, of course, that was uh, your first love baseball, and then that transitioned to football, and I'm sure that trickled down to basketball, uh, maybe even other sports. I don't know if you're into hockey, whatever, but how did you become, and I'm sure you had other interests, other options, because I look at it, I'm 51 years old, and to me, I grew up with the sports, whether playing on the street, various forms, whether it's stickball, ball, whatever, and of course, in this day and age, there's so many other options, so many other things to choose from. Did you stick to sports Pretty much from the time When you were a boy I'm sure you had other interests That you were involved in But I'm just trying to get Into the psyche of a young kid Especially in this day and age Was it a thing where It was just for you All sports all the time Kind of when I was A young boy and a teenager Or did you just Branch out and do Different other things And then you just kind of Picked up sports as you went along I've Pretty much been you know you mentioned
2: the basketball I'm a basketball guy uh I'm not i, I could watch. I could sit down a, and watch a hockey game mm-hmm. but I'm not I wouldn't consider myself to be a hockey fan lacrosse does nothing for me right it's you know tennis. Tennis is only because of the Williams sisters. I'm a little bit into tennis. I'm, i would, I guess you could classify myself as a semi-casual tennis man, mm-hmm. and I'd classify myself as a casual golf guy because of Tiger. Right. But yeah, I'm a I'm a basketball guy. I'm. But I'm neutral. I don't have a favorite basketball team, so I, I'm kind of like neutral with that. But to go back to your question. It's always been. It's always been sports for me. You know, from the time of, you know, I was in elementary school. And you know we would have you know, the Ravens have pretty much always been good throughout my entire life, or at least competitive, along some sort. And uh, and you know my school would have Purple Fridays, and I and I'd pull up and bangle stuff. So just, <laughs> so, and you know and I loved it. You know we would have you'd, we'd have recess, and I'd be out there. I try to I'd act like I was one of those NFL players. I wouldn't wear my coat. I'd just go out there and whatever I had on, throw on a sweatshirt, and tough it out and tough it out in the cold. Now, the time we had recess, it was like 10, it was like eleven o'clock in the morning. So, like in the middle of November, middle of December, probably not the brightest idea to go outside and exercise. You know, go outside for recess without you know some heavy clothing on. But I I just loved it. I loved I loved the uh, I loved playing sports. You know, when we would play football out on a a little dirt patch, you know, in the middle of the playground back when I was in elementary school, Mm -hmm. you know, I'd always, you know, I'd sing, I'd sing the NFL, you know, I'd hum the NFL on CBS theme song in my head, you know, if it was Monday, you know, Monday night football, so sports, sports has always been a part of my life, you know, even when it came to entertainment, you know. I Granted, I always had my favorite cartoons I'd be into, but, you know, it, it'd make my day to see Stuart Scott and Scott Van Pelt, you know, on the, uh, you know, do sports and break it down highlights the next morning or, or listening to the radio. And back then, uh, the city of Baltimore had a ESPN radio station. And listening to uh, and listening to ESPN radio, uh, you know Baltimore, uh, thirteen hundred. You know I wouldn't listening to the music, and I could care less. So I put the radio on, and that and I give my father credit uh, credit for that. Is that you know I I'd, I'd always be rolling with him, and the you know in the truck spending days with him because of course, like I said, he worked nights. Nice. My mother worked down in, in the city, so I saw at a young age I saw more of my more of my uh, more of my father than I did my mother, but uh, it'd just be me and him chilling, rolling in the truck, and he'd, uh, you know, if he wasn't playing music of his own, he'd, he'd have on sports talk radio, so sports has always been a part of my life, you know, for a, li- a little bit of time, I was in, I was, uh, for a little bit of time, I was, admit I was like, I was, I was into the weather a little bit, you know, <laughs> I thought about, gave a thought about being a, we- being a weather guy. But for the most part, it's, it's always been sports for me, from me. All the video games back then, I don't really play video games that much anymore. But back then, you know, all the video games, it, it, it was sports, we sports, you know, Madden, 2K, mm-hmm. MLB, The Show. So it, sports is, has been
0: a cornerstone of my life since the very beginning. Ellis, yeah, that's good to hear. As an old man like myself, to hear a young kid who obviously grew up with sports and is pretty much just immersed in it, Because I look at the youth today and obviously that's one of the reasons why I had you on Jai because I know you can't speak for your friends or even classmates because I know you just graduated high school. But my consensus of a lot of the kids in this day and age, it's either internet stuff, social media. Yeah, maybe some sports, but it's more casual. It's not anything that they're going to invest fully, whether they want to pursue a broadcasting career or if they're even that talented to go ahead and even forge a professional career so just to have you on to discuss that it's pretty refreshing to think that there are some kids out there that certainly look at sports as just a passion as a love as opposed to just one of the things that many people or in this case many kids do on a day-to-day basis right i mean don't get me wrong
2: there are plenty of kids that you know they may not be like an all-around sports fan like I am, mm-hmm. but they, but there are plenty of kids a part of my generation. They, they'll they have one sport that they're really passionate about or one or two. But for the most part, the male, uh, as far as the male gender is concerned, at least with my generation, we, for the most part, are still like pretty big into sports. It's just that we are not more of like, we, we you know we're not going to watch the masters and you know, we're not going to basically branch off into all the sports we'll find mm-hmm. one or two that we like and stick with it whether it's basketball and football football and MMA you know uh, basketball and uh, and lacrosse, you know so my generation they're still you know if you find a sport they're still uh, they're still into it you know they could break it down and be as big of a fan as I am but i guess i guess the point i'm trying to make is that the days of the uh, of the young teenage uh early or excuse me young uh, male the young male the young adult male the days of basically having them be like consumed with sports you know like more than three sports, for example, mm-hmm. it'd be fair to say that that shift, for the most part, is sales. Mm. But but you will find kids, you know, at high school in high schools across America that are into sports. You know, very you know, there's a few of them here and there. that get into all of them, but for the most part, you know, of course, the NFL reigns the supreme, yep. and of course, the NBA. You know, in in certain markets. Especially, well, in the, in the state of Maryland, you'll find a lot of people that are, that are primarily football, and because it's a lacrosse state, a lacrosse town, uh, when the springtime comes, you'll find a couple of hockey people, you know, with, with, the, uh, with the Capitals every now and then. But the day of essentially having, you know, a legitimate, obsessed sports fan, that essentially watches every big event from the World Series to the Super Bowl, NBA Finals, you know, the Masters, Wimbledon, stuff like that. Those those
0: days are gone. Mm. All right, now let's talk about your future here. We know that you have a, well, currently you have a podcast and it's called I'm going to tell it like a T.I. is. And I got to listen to uh, one of your episodes with Evan Cohen, which I thought was very good. Oh, sure. No problem. And for starters, uh, how long have you had the podcast? Was it something that you jumped on right away when you knew you had the opportunity to do so? I'm sure there were probably a little bit of uh, nerves to start. Uh, Give us a little thought behind you starting this podcast to where it is right now and uh, subsequently where it's going to go. Well, I
2: started the podcast September of 2018. I did it, if I'm not mistaken, the first Sunday of that of the 2018 NFL season I could go back and look but yes I did September 8th 2018 was the first day in the first uh, um, time I did the podcast I asked for a Blue Yeti microphone the Christmas before in 2017 or 16 one of those years And I asked for it because I always knew I wanted to, like, have, like, a podcast. And I was just – and I essentially just waited and waited and waited because I didn't – I was waiting for, like, my time to strike almost, you know. Uh See, when was the perfect time? When was the perfect time to essentially get it off the ground and basically start my own, I guess you can say, media career. And, uh, And I just waited. I just waited for that perfect time. And all of a sudden, I say, you know what? Before the end of all season, I'm why not? You know, why not get uh why not get this podcast off the ground? And you know, it, it was a big hit. The first episode I did was is the most listened episode in the in mm. what two and a half was going on two year history of the show. The Evan Cohen episode, I'm proud to say, is is the second most listened episode in the history of the program. But I and it basically caught steam. You know, my my friends at school, they you know, they gotta they gotta kick out of it, you know, the, they gotta kick how, you know, we we listeners of Chris Russo, we like to, you know, make fun of him and laugh at him when he when he can't pronounce words correctly. When yeah. he hammers, when he, it's kinda of like the same situation with me. You know, people Laughed and you know and ribbed on me for me for my mannerisms, you know. I have a tendency to stutter and everything else like that. So my uh, my friends, my classmates, and even a couple of family they got a huge kick out of it. And I basically did it for the rest of that 2018 football season, where my ratings were were essentially uh, through the roof. I was getting you know more than 115 you know, plays per episode, which, you know, for a person with no prior experience and, you know, someone who's in a little old Baltimore, Maryland, is pretty freaking good, you know. And I, just, and I just build upon that, you know, with the Super Bowl. And then, of course, you had the, uh, the, uh, the, new, the, um, the blown call in the Saints game. That helped. The Serena uh, scenario at the U.S. Open, that also helped. Uh, the, my Bengals being terrible. Yeah, as well, right. Uh, the epic collapse that was the Pittsburgh
1: Steelers in 2018 that helped. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the uh, the Patriots, of course, being another Super
2: Bowl that people got a huge kick out of that. Marvin Lewis getting fired helped. Uh, the huge contracts with Manny Machado, Harper, and Trout helped. Um, the NBA Finals with uh, with Toronto with Toronto finally being in it. You know the circus that was in, well, that was Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Nationals winning the World Series. The Dodgers choking. The Browns underachieving. You know, so I got I got I got help from the sports world. You know, which uh, which provided me some uh, pretty intriguing content. But um, honestly, and my main goal with this is to essentially carry this podcast over, so to speak, the name and everything else. And carry it on to Sirius XM satellite radio, particularly on uh, Mad Dog Sports Radio, and uh, and have a program and have a uh, and have a show on there is essentially my end goal. While at the same time, I not just want to be a ra- be a radio personality, I also want to get into the play-by-play gig, hmm. do play-by-play on television, and then radio,
0: you know, during the week. No, so. oh, interesting. And let me ask you, who is an influence to you in the industry? Uh, I'm sure it's probably an obvious answer, considering we've mentioned his name a couple times, but uh, if it is Mr. Chris Russo, is there anybody else that you look to as an inspiration to get where you want to go in this business? Yeah, there's been plenty. Uh,
2: Mad Dog definitely is one. Stephen A. is another. Mm -hmm. Um, Even even Dog's old partner, Mike, has been somewhat of an influence howard stern a little bit mm. um and then from the play-by-play you know kevin harlan Ian eagle uh greg gumbel jim nance al michaels Vern lundquist mm. uh former radio voice for the orioles joe angel uh orioles tv voice uh gary thorne matt vaskersion um mike Tarico, even there, there's been plenty of of uh of, of uh, broadcasters out there That's uh, that's, had a, that's had an impact On me uh, one way or another And has been sort of like in, Has been a,
0: a form of influence as well And let's segue to uh, Chris Dog Russo Now you're a staple on his show as a caller uh, How did you discover him? How long have you been a contributor to his uh, show? And uh, your rapport with him is excellent To the point where you're pretty much like Part of their family. Uh, I would love to get your synopsis of how this uh, whole thing came about to where it is today.
2: Well, it started when Dog uh, first got his show on MLB Network, High Heat, mm-hmm. and I believe the 2014 MLB season. And I turned this guy on and I said, oh, this guy This guy is goofy. You know, he rants, <laughs> you know, he rants and raves, he gets upset, he shows passion, he shows emotion. You can tell he really he really cares about the sport. He calls out stuff that deserved to be called out. He you know he, he was funny. He was entertaining to me. Yeah. And you know so I got a huge kick out out of his uh, out of his TV show. And then at the same time, his old partner Mike, uh, okay, uh, had his show on uh, that's on, that was on at WFAN Drive Time. He had it simulcast on a new network at the time FS1. Mm-hmm. So I so I would essentially watch a Dog in the afternoon and then flip over to Mike with having no with having no prior knowledge of who these two were and the relationship with the two of them and wow. seeing you know and watching Mike on FS1 and then Dog in the afternoon and then of course and then of course I, I like I said Stephen A Smith is also one of my favorites too and of course nothing beat a, a few short six years ago uh and a and skip bayless on first take and i said well this first take ain't enough so and i knew that Stephen a had a radio show and mm-hmm. at the time steven a's radio show was on mad dog radio and and the car and the suv a lincoln navigator suv that we had at the time uh had sirius in the car so you know, Sears like a whole new thing to me. And I'm you know, and listening to Stephen A. You know, one one to three, you know, Eastern time in the afternoon. And then and I remember one, and I think I remember Stephen. I think it was in January of 2015. Stephen A. went off, and for whatever the reason, my dad didn't you know change the channel or whatever. Uh-huh. And and I was, ah, and I heard Dog, you know, for the <laughs> first time. And I remember he he ranted about Pete Rose basically not being reinstated into Major League Baseball, and from essentially 2015 on, I've been hooked. This is the fifth year I've been listening to Dog for five years, um, and then I of course I said, oh, the guy that has the TV show now has the radio show, and I'm the correlations between him and Mike and FAN. So mm-hmm. I'm all aware of Mike and the Mad Dog and everything else. I've been listening to Dog since 2015. I was in the eighth grade at that time. I'm now graduating or soon to be graduating high school, soon to be a college student. And I've been listening to dog ever since. I've been calling dog. I got a I got a good story of how I first called calling the dog. Mm-hmm. So I've been listening to dog at the time for two years. This was October of 2017, and I was, so I was a sophomore in high school, and I had to take an art class. And, you know, I could, I could give a crap about art and everything else. So, I, so I, and basically the interim came out uh, for the first quarter for that 2017-2018 uh, school year. And I was failing art, and of course, with my parents, they read me the uh, the third degree and everything else, and mm-hmm. you know, and I was grounded that week, and I could, you know, I couldn't watch TV, I couldn't play video games uh, that Friday. That, uh, that Friday, so and I'm so I get home, get off the bus, I'm home, you know, I go. I at the time I went to a separate school than my uh, brother and sister did. Uh, my brother and sister were at private school. I went to public school, mm-hmm. uh, Owings Mills High, um, Eagles, which ironically enough, I, I go to a school where the mascots named the Eagles and that football season, the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Look at that. So, <laughs> but um, so I get home and I'm like, and th- and this is the uh, first weekend of the baseball playoffs. So I'm like, well, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? do? So I'm sitting here looking, I said, oh, I got an idea. How about, I call. How about I call in to Mad Dog? So I, you know, I've been listening to him for a while. I've never called in. I said, "Well, why not?" I said, well, "Why not call? uh Why not call Mad Dog?" Turns, so I called in. Eddie Eddie Erickson screened me. I got on, um, and of course, I, I gave him the Mr. Russo pleasure and honor to uh, to talk to you, the President. You know everything else, and I told him what I wanted to do, uh, what I wanted to do for a living. And, and i never forget this. This was on Friday, uh, October the 6th, 2017. And Dog told me, quote, he, I told him what I wanted to do. He said, quote, keep to your dreams. Bottom line, if you love sports and you're into it, follow that path. Being a sports talk show host is a nice career. You say you're at the candy store every day. You don't. You don't go to work when you do sports talk. It's not work, it's fun and i've and i've always remembered that and from then on i've i've been calling dog since october of 2017. so i've been listening to him since 2015. been calling in and being a part of the program uh since uh october 6 2017. And then of course from that it led to me calling into the morning show and Right. Adam Schein and Patrick Maher at, at in the evening. So uh, that's the uh, that's the story.
0: And I'm sure it's got to be a surprise to you even to this day that you have such a good rapport with him. And obviously he admires you, respects you. Uh, he gives you a lot of time on the floor when it comes to you addressing issues even recently with everything that's gone on in this country from the social injustice that uh, I'm sure it's got to be a surprise to, to this day to think that. The amount of respect and, of course, the love from him to you and vice versa. Uh, I'm sure you never would have, spe- have expected that, considering it's been three-plus years that you've called into a show. Yeah, I mean,
2: Mad Dog is great. He's, he's, he's uh, first class. He's, t- he's a phenomenal person, a great human being. An excellent Hall of Fame-worthy uh, uh, radio talk show host. Agreed. You know he's he's a great guy. You know if if dog sees that you love sports and you into and you into it and you love sports, you know what you're talking about, and you're into the program, and you care about him as a you know what he does for a living and as a human being, he he gets it to you right back. He still has even as he's you know went from New York to now the national stage. It's serious you know, for the loyal guys that call in,
1: you know, the, the Haydens in Virginia, the, yeah. the Scott in Tampa, the Mike in Orange County, mm-hmm. you know, from me to uh, a long timer dating back to the Mike and the Mad Dog days with Alan White Oh yeah. Even in the Huckin' Missouris and anything else. If, you
2: know, if you're loyal to Dog and if you genuinely love and appreciate what he does in his program, he gives, he gives you that same love and appreciation back, and the fact that Dog sees that I essentially want to be his successor when it's all said and done for him at Sears, and the fact that he is willing to basically open up and take me under under his wing has been uh, it's been humbling and it's been touching, and I, uh, and I and I love Dog for that, and I can't wait till I get you know finish college, get a couple jobs doing terrestrial radio, and then. You know, he said if he, st- he, he told me this yesterday. As a matter of fact, I called in yesterday. Yep. He said if he's still there, it's serious. That I will have a job
0: lined up at a Mad Dog Sports Radio. So, and uh, I believe that will happen. I, I, I genuinely appreciate that. Oh, absolutely. All right, just to shift gears for a second. I mentioned how Dawg gives you the floor when you call in, of course, to discuss anything about what's going on in the world of sports. But he recently let you vent about not only police brutality, everything that's gone on in Minneapolis and the rest of the country – the social injustices that African Americans have faced pretty much since the beginning of time. Unfortunately, of course. Now, as a young African American yourself, I'd not only love to get your thoughts about your concerns, possibly even fears when it comes to experience or dealing with the police, pretty much where we are right now with what's taking place in this day and age. I'd just love to have you spend a few minutes talking about that, please. Well, it's, it's a matter of basically being aware of your surroundings. You know, you don't want to live your life in fear. I don't. Good. Um, but
2: you also, you stay cautious and you stay mindful of the climate and of the situation we are in America. You know, as being black, you know that you're not going to get away with certain things that a white 18-year-old kid would. So you know that there's that there's a sort of a white privilege element involved. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you basically, you know, when you encounter with the police, you basically, you sit still. You don't, you don't put your hands in your pockets. You you keep your hands so you can see them, and you essentially don't move until they tell you to. And you and you basically, unless they ask you a question, you keep your mouth shut. You don't give them sash. You don't give them water. and you, and you know, and I, you know, whenever there's occasionally every now and then I see a cop, I see a cop cars, you know, driving on the street. You know, I look around. I, I get, I get antsy. I get fidgety. You know, it's because because that because that element of of the risk of having to deal with police brutality and that issue with the police it exists and it's real and you know from a person that's i mean i hate to say this but it's only going to get worse the older i get right um because because i know that they look at me as, as a threat and i know that any single time i i, I face an encounter with the police that it, you know that it could mean my life but I try not to let that dictate how I live my life and, and I, I don't I don't let it hinder me I basically take it I, I honestly take precaution you know I take it for what it's worth I'm careful I make sure that I essentially uh, do everything I have to do to make sure I come back home but you know but all I ask all I ask is for to the people that don't understand or know where I'm coming from. All I ask is that you all, you know, my uh, my grand my mother t- told me this all the time, my grandparents, You know, God gave you two ears and a mouth for and one mouth for a reason because you should listen twice as much as you talk. Mm. So if you don't understand, you don't understand. Basically, the plight that the black African American male has to go through. Just shut up and listen, watch, ask questions, and just experience because you know. What could be an average walk in the park for you is not is not an average walk in the park for us. You know, we we live in a society. You know, sadly enough, but it's the God's honest truth where people are judged and where people are judged, made fun of, and discriminated against simply be, simply because of skin color and ethnic excuse me, and ethnic backgrounds. You know, and as much as of a disgrace that it is. Yeah, we we, ha- we, have to, we have to face that, we have to fix that head on and you do yourself no favors by basically ignoring it, making excuses for it and basically skirting around the problem and uh, and avoiding the issue because the sooner we all wake up and smell the coffee and realize that this issue does exist, the sooner we are going to find solutions and put an end to all of this. So.
0: Yeah, I couldn't have said that better myself. All right, Joe, I got a few more before I let you go and uh, before we even get to... Uh, my rapid fire toward the end. I know we didn't talk any sports here, but how I feel about sports coming back with baseball in two weeks and then obviously the NBA, NHL, and so on, to me, it's all dictated by the virus. I, I'm sure these you know these sports are going to start. It just depends on how long they're going to go. Uh, I, we can't predict. We don't have a crystal ball. But my thing is, and just, here's what I'm going to ask you, do you feel like these sports will conclude their seasons in the NBA and NHL as well as baseball being able to start I won't talk about the NFL just now in college because that's still for another month and change away but what's your feeling about these sports starting and finishing their respective seasons from now until uh, the fall um
2: well if you want my, well for starters I think and even with all the negotiation stuff that's went on with baseball prior to Manfred basically saying you know what screw this we're going to have a 60 game season you know, take it or leave it. I think that there shouldn't have been a baseball season to begin with. Agreed. Same because here. Because I think hon- I honestly think I honestly think that. Excuse me. Um, because you know what? What can, what can you do? I know it. I know it'll be semi. You know, I know it'll be exciting. Sixty games. You know, what team can outlast two in a sprint, not a marathon? I get all that. But you know, the legitimacy of it of having the hundred and sixty two game season and them basically trying to force it and then, you know, what if a certain player gets sick and it mm-hmm. affects, you know, how the team plays. I just think that it I just think that it was a huge mess, particularly for baseball, for them to uh, for them to for them to basically play amidst this pandemic. Also for selfish reasons, uh my Orioles five years ago played the played the first and up until July 23rd, the only
0: crowdless uh, game in Major League history when they beat the White Sox by the final score of 8-2. I remember. So selfishly, I I kind of want the Orioles
2: to basically hold on to that record as long as they can, Hmm. but they're going to go through with the season so that record won't last so long. It'll just be the first and not the only. Right. And in my honest opinion, I don't think ba- I didn't want baseball to have a season to begin with. I know it was tough. I know it was difficult as a diehard baseball fan like I am. But you know, I, I was ge- I was getting used to the fact of not uh, having baseball there every night. And you know, if it was just for one year, then so be it. With the other sports, NBA and the NHL, I think that they were I I rooted for them to get back and to finish playing not just to give sports fans something to watch or something to be into but i but i wanted those two sports to to finish their season you know especially because their season was 75% of the way played yet uh, you know and we knew who and we knew who the uh, best teams and the worst teams were that that you know you you had to finish it you know you for those two sports you you, you would have came too far not, not to see if you can put together something, you know, to finish it. NBA, NBA, out of all the sports, it's the least amount of people on a team roster. NHL, you know, I'm not a hockey guy, but right. they deserve to finish their seeds because they basically <clears throat> are in sync with with the NBA as far as where they were in their season schedule was concerned. Um, so I wanted, I at least wanted those two sports to finish out to finish out this season and see where it went. Baseball, I didn't want that. I mean, I'll take it. You know, of course, 60 games come July 23rd, July 24th, I'll be into it, you know, in a couple weeks. But um, I didn't, I wasn't for having a baseball season. I just, I just wanted, I simply just wanted the winter sports to finish out their season and then see where we went from there.
0: Yeah, well, let's hope that they uh, do conclude their seasons because I could see this especially with the way things are going down in Orlando as it is with that bubble. And a lot of the players, you know, posting their food, and it looks like it's, uh, I know it's funny, Russo even mentioned yesterday a turkey sandwich with a banana and how these players are going to be cooped up there for a few months, I tell you, it's going to be a challenge to uh, say the least. Um, all right, so I got some rapid fire for you before I let you go. Uh, who's your all-time favorite athlete? All-time favorite
2: athlete?
0: Probably, I would say Chad Johnson. Okay. Uh, Biggest moment as a sports fan. I know it's a young sports fan, 18 years old, but I'm sure there's got to be one that sticks out. Favorite moment
2: as a sports fan. I went to game two of the 2014 ALDS between the Tigers and the Orioles. I was in the building for Doming Young's uh, clutch three-run double.
0: Yeah, oh, good one. Yes, I remember that well. Who is your dream guest that you would love to have on your podcast? You want podcast, or if I make it to serious? Uh, how about let's do both? Okay, podcast. Um,
2: podcast. I'd I'd say dog. Mm-hmm. And then, when I make it to serious i'll I'll cheat the answer was with, with the second one with serious athlete i'd go athlete i would go um go like, oh, gee, that's a good question athlete I would go uh michael Jordan. Mm.
0: You can't celebrity, go wrong with that one.
2: Celebrity, I would go with Gordon Ramsay.
0: Oh, you like Gordon Ramsay? He, he's, he's one of my favorites. Oh, look at that. Interesting. All right, good. We'll, we'll save that for another podcast. That's uh, that's a good one, though. I like that. Pretty much uh, figure out the answer to this one, but I have to ask, who's the biggest influence in your life? Uh, biggest
2: out of all of them, probably uh, Mad Dog
0: Russo. Oh, interesting. Okay. And you know what? I probably figured it was that. I thought maybe you'd probably go more close to the home as far as your grandmother's concerned, considering that uh, she's so big and instrumental as far as your sports life is concerned. But uh, no, I I figured it would be dog too. So that's a good one also. And lastly, now I understand this is 12 years down the road and this is the only reason why I chose 30 because it's a good round number. Where do you see yourself? Do you think that Sirius will be the end game of all end games for a one gi shields? Or do you see yourself somewhere else in that regard? yeah um
2: I tell you uh at thirty uh at serious for sure, breaking my way into the t v doing play by play so i I think I'd be at serious by the time I'm thirty and trying to break in on the t v side where I'll where I'm living at thirty, I won't know as far as the particular location. Right, and that's okay. Relationships. Um, how about married to Liv Cowherd, Colin Cowherd's daughter, with at the minimum
0: one <laughs> hey reach for the stars my man that's what it's all about we only got one life to live so you know what I, I really like that answer and Jai you've been tremendous my man I really appreciate you taking the time out to not only give your perspective as a young sports fan but also your future and sharing that with me greatly appreciate it and hopefully we'll get to talk sometime down the road as well anytime
1: man anytime you did a good job
0: Oh, no, thank you I appreciate it Many thanks to Jai Shields or Jai from Baltimore for sharing his perspective, his experience. Uh, Certainly a very interesting conversation. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And hopefully we'll have him on down the road in the weeks and months to come. With that said, people, that's another podcast in the books. See you on Monday. But before I even get to that, a little housekeeping on my end, which I always do at the very end of the podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast or any of the others, if you listen to 144 on Monday, Me waxing poetic on everything that's going on In the state of sports right now I would greatly appreciate it if you go ahead and subscribe Rate and review this podcast On wherever you get your podcasts So if that's on Apple, Google Play, Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify iHeartRadio, Luminary Or wherever you get your podcasts Please, if you could do that All that's going to do is increase the visibility of this podcast With all the others that are out there And in turn will generate interest amongst those Who aren't familiar with the podcast So whether that be the former or current athlete the sports writer, sportscaster, studio host, blogger, you name it. Because what I want to do, as I've done pretty much here over the course of the last maybe four or five weeks, is to try to bring you that second podcast with the guest so I can expand the horizons here of this platform for you guys and as I love to do each and every week. So again, please subscribe, rate, and review. I would greatly appreciate that. Also, if you want to follow me on any of my social media accounts, if you want to send me any questions, comments, criticism, praise, you can hit me up in a DM or send an email and here are the list of them. On Instagram, which I'm mostly on, it's J Reels or the J Reels Podcast, which is Strictly Sports. On Twitter, J Reels 1, just a number. The J Reels Podcast on my Facebook fan page. And then lastly, the old-fashioned way, the J Reels Podcast at gmail.com. Any questions, comments, criticism, praise, I'm open to it all. I'll be sure to follow up with you as I normally do. On any of those social media accounts Because If you do know Or if you don't know Or you're going to know right now Sports has been number one Since I've been Thankfully My mom brought me into this Planet This universe To not only entertain Inform But to deliver Credible analysis Opinions on everything That's happening in the world Of the diamond The world of the ice The world of the gridiron The hardwood The golf course Racetrack Tennis court You name it From my lips to your ears From my heart to your soul From where I am to wherever you are The J Reels Podcast always comes correct, direct, and in full effect. From the South Bronx, the South Beach, the South Central, the South Pacific, and all points beyond, peace up and God bless everybody. And until next time on the J Reels Podcast, on the flip, baby.